So, I have a question for you about the story. Did the council members bring their best to the table? No. Were they stingy and a little small-hearted, maybe? Yeah. They were thinking they would keep the best of what they had all for themselves, right? Now, the story that we heard today is a story that's been told in many different places and many different times. It's been told in Africa and in China. And I think that when a story is told in different cultures, in different lands, at different times, that often then it is a story that has a universal truth to it. Something that's true at all times, in all places, in all circumstances. And in this story, what I got from it was that when people share the best of what they had, like the village elder did, when they are generous like that, it benefits the whole community. And when people are not, when they try to keep the best of what they have just for themselves, just for them alone, and they don't share it with the community, well, that hurts everybody. We have to bring out our best, whatever that is that we have to give, to share with our community. Now, I don't know if you have seen all of these stories over the last few weeks, but I have heard and seen a lot of stories of people bringing out their best to share with our community. In the middle of all kinds of trying times, in the midst of fear and danger and worry, in the midst of some leaders who want to use their power for hatred instead of love, I've seen people who are out there bringing out their best to people they know and people that they don't know sharing with each other. I'm guessing that you have seen some of these stories too. Now over the last few weeks and months, there have been some events that have caused people to want to hunker down, to maybe feel afraid, to feel frightened, to want to close their borders of their country, to close their hearts and their homes, to feel safer. And there have been other people who have been opening up their borders, opening their homes and their communities and their hearts, trying to spread love instead of hatred. Now, one group in particular around the world that has been the target of some of this fear and hatred are people who practice the religion Islam. Muslims have been targeted, and some of their places of worship have been vandalized abroad and here in the United States. It was just a couple of weeks ago in a small town in Texas when a mosque there was vandalized. Somebody came and ripped up the Quran, the holy book for Muslims, and they left the pages there on the steps and they damaged the building and the book. It was horrible what they did. And there was a boy in that town in Pflugerville, Texas, Jack Swanson, seven years old. He heard about what happened at the mosque in his community and he and his mom started talking about it. Jack knew that what had happened was wrong. He knew that everybody's houses of worship were important even if they believed different things than him. And he was sad that this had happened in his community. So Jack went home after school that day and he found his piggy bank and he opened it up. And he took out the pennies and the nickels and the quarters and the dollars that he had been saving for those weeks and months and he put it all together and it was about $20. And he decided he would take that $20 along with a note that he wrote that said, I'm sorry people were mean to you. And he would take the $20 and that simple, pure note, I'm sorry people were mean to you, 
and he took it to the mosque and he gave it to one of the leaders there. Now, it wasn't a lot of money, but it was the best that Jack had to give to his community. And when he did that, he offered love and strength. He showed the people of that mosque and of his whole community that love was the spirit of that place and that they weren't going to be divided by fear and hatred. Jack did that, seven-year-old Jack. All of us can do these things. All of us have something to bring to the community. It's different for each of us, but we all have our best to give. This past week, I saw this again, over the past few weeks, actually, here in Minneapolis. This has been a tense time for many of us here in Minneapolis. There have been all kinds of scary but also hopeful moments here. As people have taken up a presence at the 4th Precinct on Plymouth Avenue, as folks have committed to stay there, crying out for justice, for an end to hatred and violence and the systemic oppression of people of color in our community. There have been moments of worry and fear, but there have been moments of amazing strength, too. Hours of peace and a living out of the vision of our beloved community that is nothing like I've seen before, right here in our city streets. There is a community that is living and growing there on Plymouth Avenue, and over and over, people are bringing out their best to share. I know that many of you have been to the precinct. Some of you are there day after day. I know that some of our church members are leaders in this movement, that they are giving their lives, their days and nights. They're putting their work and their family and their schooling on hold to be there, to offer their steady, love-grounded presence through moments of peace and moments of fear. I know that many of you have made sandwiches and baked cookies, that you've brought food, that you've helped to clean up, and perhaps most importantly, you've offered up your prayers, your thoughts, your hopes, and many of you have been there offering moral support to the leaders and the steady protesters that occupy the precinct. Many of you marched on Tuesday, proclaiming with your bodies and your voices that Black Lives Matter and that our city will not be one that tolerates violence and hatred. And this past Thursday, just a few days ago, on Thanksgiving, churches opened up their doors, offerings of food were brought until the tables overflowed there. Prayers were said and gratitude spilled out as two of the wounded from Monday night joined the feast. People have been giving in any way that they can. Some of you have made donations to the local or national NAACP, to Black Lives Matter, Minneapolis, to the racial justice work here at church. Every gift that has been given by those of us here at this church, by those in the community and beyond, each one has mattered. It has strengthened hands and hearts. It has strengthened resolve. It has built love as we push for safety and justice and peace and opportunity for people of color right here in Minneapolis. So many people are bringing out their best to share with the community. Seven-year-old Jack Swanson did it in Pflugerville, Texas, pushing back on ignorance and fear and spreading love and building strength. People here in our community are pushing back on hatred and fear. They are bringing their best to this community, building love and strength and hopes 
of a better city, a better life. We can all bring out the best that we have to share. Whatever it is, whatever each one of us can give, we can bring it to our community in times of fear and sadness that we might build love and light. Each one of us can do that. This holiday season, as you heard Justin say, we are encouraging all of us again to reduce our holiday spending, to give what we can instead to a project that serves the greater good. This year we'll be giving the gift of home to youth and young adults, to families, to formerly incarcerated men by joining together with Beacon Interfaith Housing Collaborative. I don't know how many of you have seen Nicolette Square. It's the apartment building on top of Butter on 37th and Nicolette. It's right in our community. Nicolette Square is a, a project of Beacon that houses youth and young adults who have nowhere to go. They come and they live in these small, studio apartments, but they are beautiful, they are well-tended, they have a community together when they haven't had a community before. The youth and young adults that come to live there are so grateful for a safe place, for a place to call their own, for us a bed to sleep in, and for the family that grows up around them there in that community. I've been told by some of the leaders there that most of the youth and young adults don't want to leave when it comes their time when they finally aren't the young adults anymore. It's a true home and we can help to build it and sustain it. As we enter this season of Kwanzaa and Hanukkah, of solstice and Christmas, of light returning to the dark, may we bring out our best, not just for ourselves and for our own families and friends, but for our whole community. Let us push back on our culture's fixation on accumulating things, on having the best and the next thing. Let us push back against hatred and fear. Let us open our hearts and our homes and our hands that we might give the gift of home, that we might spread love and strength. May we bring out our best to our community and build together the world that we dream about. May it be so, and amen. <laughs>